Hello, hello, and welcome to another exciting episode of Shorts. Friendly atheist. More congregations are ditching the United Methodist Church over an LGBTQ schism. I love the word schism, particularly when applied to the church. And let's be very, very clear, as I think the headline might lead some to the wrong impression. This is not a schism in the LGBTQ ranks. This is a schism in the United Methodist Church over the issues related to LGBTQ. Now, if you are not familiar with the United Methodist Church, they are one of the largest denominations in America. Let's see if I can pull some numbers here. They're the second largest Protestant denomination in the U.S. That's just the U.S. We're talking 12 million members. Um, that is over 30,000 congregations. 30,000 congregations as of 2019. It'll be less now. <laughs> I'll, uh, I'll explain a little bit more. Okay. That church is splitting. It's happening now. It's uh, scheduled to happen more. Uh, it's going to get uglier. I can tell you that almost a quarter of the congregations in that denomination have broken off. And surprisingly, it may be breaking a little bit differently than you expect. You see, the United Methodist Church, they have an annual conference. It's kind of their, uh, their part of their denominational structure. Uh, as it were, some might uh, have structures that are the National Committee or something like that. And I can't remember the name of their committee. It might actually be that. But they have an annual co uh, conference that meets periodically. Fun fact, I was a uh, worship leader for a time at a United Methodist church. The pastor of that church was, I won't even mention it. I liked him though. Uh, and if you're listening, sir, you know who you are. Uh, you were among the best of them. Uh, very fine uh, people in that congregation. Uh, and you know, that experience helped to make me a better person. So I do have a little bit of uh, experience with, uh, with the United Methodist Church. And the United Methodist Church has a little bit of experience with bigotry. Uh, they passed a rule, a law, a, I don't know, a code, whatever these things are called, uh, in their general conference, 
And uh, it basically uh, says that there can be no LGBTQ uh, leaders. Uh, they, they, they can't be ordained. Um, and what else was it? Oh, uh, gay marriages uh, were not uh, permitted. Uh, and so there, there could be no such marriages. And uh, they're hurtling toward a, a decision in 2024 to ban these progressive churches that have ordained LGBTQ leaders and who have married LD, uh, same-sex uh, couples. And the resolution is that those pastors have to go and the couples have to split up or go. Yeah, they're 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 facing that down, and there is, as you might can imagine, a split. I believe I saw somewhere that that split was um, pretty much mirroring uh, the breakdown, actually skewing a little bit more conservative uh, for how churches uh, tend to view LGBTQ. It's slightly in favor. Uh, of, but it's, it's, you know, pretty close to 50, 50. Uh, I hope that I do not have those numbers crossed up with others. I'm furiously scanning a, a fairly long article to just kind of pull some of these numbers out. So the problem that, well, that's kind of the problem, but the other problem are the splits that are resulting from it. Because what the United Methodist Church wants to do, to their credit, is keep discussions open uh, so that the progressive factions can continue to make their case and they can continue to negotiate how to move forward in a united way. I mean, it's kind of in the name. Uh, and so efforts for unity have to be made. And I think that's a good thing for any organization. However, there is a faction in the United Methodist Church that wants no part of unity. They don't want anything to do with the other. Can you imagine which faction in this schism has no tolerance whatsoever and would rather leave than have any further association with those people. Yeah, you guessed it. The conservative churches, the more fundamentalist churches in the United Methodist Church, which is itself a fairly conservative, uh, I would say maybe slightly right of uh, mainstream center, so the conservatives among them want nothing to do with it. In fact, they have stated that if you don't lower the hammer and respect the ban of these churches, we're going to walk. So churches have already walked <laughs> and, uh, you know, other groups of churches are threatening to walk. Let me see if I can 
pull up a few more of uh, these very interesting numbers here. I'm doing this after work so I don't have crunch time <laughs> tomorrow morning. Um, so in Georgia, in the state of Georgia, you know, Georgia, home of the Georgia Bulldogs, the current NCAA national champions, it's college football, the ones that Alabama will face this year for the Southeastern Conference champions, the one that Alabama, my beloved Alabama, will lose to, unfortunately, and Georgia will be repeating, uh, I suspect, their national championship. Damn them! You know, if you guys aren't in the sports ball, I don't know what you're doing with your life. Anyhow, um, that Georgia, Bible Belt, Georgia, you know the Bible Belt. Let's see. 261 churches are next up to be leaving the United Methodist Church. Now, the North Georgia Conference, not all of Georgia, the North Georgia Conference, I just want to give you a sense of scope here because you may not be used to, you may not have ever thought how prevalent church is, especially in the South, but in America. When we say there's one on every block, we actually mean it. And in some places, there's one on every block, and that's the same denomination. <laughs> okay. Um, so North Georgia Conference is a, uh, a coalition of 700 churches agreed to part ways with the 261 churches that threatened to leave. So the 261 churches thought that they had some leverage. It turns out they have no leverage. In the South Georgia Conference, 193, I don't have that number in front of me, but I think that's uh, what I recall, 193 churches in the South Georgia Conference have already left. They gone. All right, let me let me read um, a little bit of this because this is fascinating. This gives you a little bit of insight into how the denominational sausage is made, and it also gives you a little bit of a break from prayer and miracles. <laughs> so I want to show you how churches, real churches, really work. Um. From CNN, there was another one in here, but we'll pick one. That, this one from CNN. In recent decades, several of the traditional mainline Protestant denominations have split up over homosexuality or related issues. Just stop and take that in for a moment. That's amazing. Homosexuality, about the most innocent thing that you can imagine. <laughs> the, the, the least aggressive thing that you can imagine. <laughs> That's breaking churches like a wrecking ball. How? I don't even, I don't even get it. <laughs> I don't even get why anyone cares that much. Even Christians. I don't, I don't understand why you get it. 
why you why you care that much. I mean, you can have some some personal prince about principles about it, but you are literally breaking yourselves apart over nothing. Okay. Um split or homosexuality related issues, including, I find this an interesting line, the American Baptist churches. Hey, um, who, who should I be poking a stick at? Is it Brian? Why he's going to come at me. The American Baptist church. They're not real Baptists. <laughs> you know, they're not. <laughs> <laughs> they're not they're not the Southern Baptists. Those are the real Baptists. Those are the ones you gotta be afraid of. <laughs> so uh I just I just find that um it was kind of funny. I had a, a little chuckle that CNN just had this kind of side note, including the they just as well had said milk toast, milk toast, American Baptist churches. <laughs> Let's see. Um the Episcopal Church, yeah, obviously. Uh, the Evangelical Lutheran Church uh, in America, they have to, you know, say in America for this. And the Presbyterian Church, also USA. Obviously, these are going to be some of the churches that are going through this. The article continues on Saturday. The requests of four of the Georgia congregations seeking to be disaffiliated were not ratified. Following discussions by the members of the annual conference, according to a news release. And this is a quote of that, I think. The exits of the 621 other churches will go into effect at the end of November. So this is happening. More splits in North Georgia. Under the terms, this this part I especially want to, to hammer home because, once again, see how the sausage is made. And there's more to this article, but I'll, I'll stop it here at this paragraph. Under the terms of the disaffiliation agreement, the, <laughs> let me just pause there. I want you to imagine that there was an actual Jesus. Sorry, that was an unnecessary dig. Imagine that the actual Jesus, that's what I meant to say. Imagine that the actual Jesus were to put his name to some church organization, which he didn't. Not not even in your storybook, Bible, Gospels, letters. Uh no, he, he didn't, but just imagine that he did, that he was that he was beginning this this organization, this institution that he is going to stamp his holy name on. Imagine that there are can you imagine that he's got something called the terms of disaffiliation agreement? <laughs> Does that track with anybody? <laughs> this is basically divorce papers for the church. <laughs> Jesus is like, the only reason for divorce is if your spouse dies. Never mind abuse or anything like that. They have to be dead. 
but for his church, he's got the terms of a disaffiliation agreement, divorce papers. Okay, under those terms, churches leaving the conference. Why does Jesus' church have a conference? Does anyone wonder that? Does Jesus' church have various conferences? How did, how did we get here? So churches leaving the conference can no longer use the United Methodist name. <laughs> okay. So Jesus is saying, you can't use my name anymore. <laughs> and in fact, it's not even, you can't use Jesus' name because they can't copyright Jesus' name. They would if they could. But Jesus' man-made church name. You know, can you imagine Jesus sitting down and thinking, what am I going to call my church? How about the United Methodists? And then he trademarks it. <laughs> and then when you leave, you can't use that name anymore. Does this sound like Jesus? Um, he goes on to say, nor, this, this one had me in stitches. You can't use the United Methodist name, nor use the denomination's logo. <laughs> Traitors. What what would Jesus' logo be? <laughs> well, you can't use it. Uh, so let's see. They also must fulfill financial obligations. Can, can someone just tell me, what do you think your Jesus' fantasy financial corporate obligations would be? <laughs> I don't know. I can, I can hardly imagine it. And are prohibited from pursuing further litigation against the conference. <laughs> so Jesus says to anyone leaving, oh, you can't sue. All right. Yeah, there's, so, there's so much more in here uh, that's interesting. Very interesting. Like, for instance, some of the um, some of the terms and conditions, the fees that these churches who are leaving have to pay. I mean, these bigoted, extra right wing fundamentalist United Methodists are having to pay a pretty hefty penny. Right? They've got to pay all of the pensions because you know Jesus pensions. Um, You've got to pay two years of uh, church dues, you, you know, because Jesus was was big on his dues. You know, it, it was just some stuff. It's it's not a simple matter of just saying we don't like you and we're walking away. There's some, excuse me, there's some serious legal and financial implications involved, but bigotry is more important than money. And so they walk. And this has been happening all over the country. I just mentioned some numbers in Georgia. There's lots of numbers. Uh, you can find the spreadsheet for this. It's all over the country. Like I said, about a quarter, upwards of a quarter, close to a quarter, of uh, their churches have already walked. And as their bigger decision that's coming uh, next year, as that looms, 
even more are going to walk. In fact, this might be the end of the United Methodist Church, no matter which way it goes. If they don't ratify the uh, rules of bigotry uh, that they have set out, I suspect all the other fundamentalist churches will walk away. If they do try to ratify those rules, all of the progressives will walk away. Either way, the United Methodist Church schism will leave that denomination a steaming husk of what it used to be. And you know what gets the credit for bringing down the second largest denomination in America? That velvet glove around the steel fist of the Rainbow Coalition of LGBTQ. <laughs> Those people, they're not even trying to. They are busting up the American church. The American church is breaking itself on that rock for no good reason. They, they're not threatened. There is no threat to fundamentalist Christians. They just need something to fight. They just, they just need an enemy. And, and this has been their enemy for a number of years. And when they're tired of this enemy or when this enemy has, you know, gone away, some other issue, they're going to need another enemy. But they, they've chosen the wrong enemy, apparently. They are killing themselves. United Methodists, they're falling. Southern Baptists, not far behind. Follow your news, folks. That's going to do it for today with this longest, longish short. Don't worry, we'll get back to short shorts in, uh, in a bit. You know what to do. Skeptics and Seekers dot squarespace.com. Log in your discuss account and discuss away. Shoot me an email, skepticsandseekers at gmail.com. Until next time, I'll see you in the comments. In the meantime, I'm out.